Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is, is it, it for real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week, holy rollers, it was my pick. <laughs> and um, I picked the 2000 religious rom-com Keeping the Faith starring Ed Norton, Bed Stiller, and Jenna Elfman. And uh, to introduce uh, the film is the lovely Joel M., fellow former Baltimore improviser, current podcaster, lovely human. So here's what Joel had to say about Keeping the Faith. This is Joel. And what I remember about Keeping the Faith the most is the cast, because I, I remember that's what sold me on it, is I really liked Ed Norton from Fight Club, and I liked Ben Stiller, uh, who had done There's Something About Mary, and you had Jenna Elfman, who was in Dharma and Greg at that point. And I remember the premise was this sort of rom-com they were a priest and a rabbi, and they were both in love with Jenna Elfman, who I think they had been childhood friends with. And I think I went in really expecting it to be sillier or more re- really hitting rom-com tropes. And at least in my memory, I don't think it hit that stuff that hard. It was more serious than I had expected it to be. And I, I don't think I disliked it, but it also didn't really stick with me in a major way. You know, it's funny. I, I have a podcast with my buddy Andy called Silver Linings Playback, and we go back and watch maligned movies And I don't think this would have qualified for our show because I don't remember it being bad enough to sort of be on our radar. But it also just didn't stay with me in a major way either. I I think I liked it, but I I also don't think I remember most of it. (laughs) Nice. All right. What a good intro. I know, right? It was so nice to hear his voice. I know. I know. So anyway, should all go listen to... Silver Linings Playback on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah, and I don't know when anyone's listening to this, but this week, at least at one point, they have done the movie Sucker Punch, which I am very excited. Hooker Hooker Fight. fight. (laughs) Which is what (laughs) Phil and I called it, or Phil called it. Uh, I'm so excited to listen to that. (laughs) And I I will say on his other podcast, I love their little bracketology that they do between, I think this year is directors i've heard they're like villi- villains and monsters well i don't always agree with them the thing <laughs> should have won um it's it's a great lesson so check it out on hobo trash can yeah.com i believe you can find that uh it's funny like what joel was saying about you know the fact that like he remembers this movie but doesn't really and mm-hmm. i think i got that feeling when i was asking people mm. about this film um i chose it so i can get into my level which is going to be um spectacles testicles watch wallet um which is what right. is, <laughs> which is what is said in the film um when um Ed Norton's character is teaching Ben Stiller to do the sign of the cross. And as a sort of raised Catholic, um, that resonated with me as like mm-hmm. the, this, the rituals of Catholicism and how bizarre most of them are. I even remember as a kid sitting there just being like, what, why are we until you got to say, peace be with you and shake people's hands. And then I love that part. Um, oh, it was that part. like the first time COVID you got to just spreader. like COVID spread. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, 
really, um, I picked this movie because historically, like in 2000, at least I really enjoyed this movie. And I, I thought it was a sweet love story. I liked the dynamic of the trio of like two guys and one girl. I think I, I just (laughs) related to that. I enjoyed it. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but I definitely have seen it a number of times as well. So, um, I'm going to make my level. Let's see. Uh, Kennedy had a secretary named Lincoln um, because being from Ellicott city, I taught Spanish at Ed Norton's high school and his mother taught English in my high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, because uh, Ed Norton's, you know, grandfather is James Rouse who designed the Baltimore Harbor and the Jacksonville what? landing and everything. Mm-hmm. What? And Columbia. He designed yeah, like Columbia as a planned city. I had and other no planned idea. Cities. Yeah. So he's kind of like this like child of Columbia and certainly James Rouse is a big deal. And then his mother, um, everyone's mother is a teacher at my high school before I got there, but then he came, he went to the, our other, like a, one of the rival high schools where I ended up teaching. So anyway, he was just like in the zeitgeist. So like it, I graduated at 2000 and this movie came out in 2000. And so everyone kind of knew he had, he was already a big star because of primal fear, like right. that movie, um, the Richard Gear movie. Yeah, I remember loving that movie, and oh, so I, me too. I also loved this movie, and my sister and I watched it together. And I just remember thinking, like, it was so clever. Um, and in fact, my sister loved it so much that she had it on DVD, which is how I watched this movie. So my sister, <laughs> I was gonna say she got like a tattoo on her back <laughs> of the three faces. Almost. I mean, she gave it to she gave it to my cousin for Christmas one year, who was like, "What is this?" Um, but we we as a family like really liked this movie. I'm sure we saw it in the theater, and then she owned it, so we watched it a couple times. But I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah. Uh, my level is let's T bone or actually, no, that wasn't going to be my, it's going to be Jenna Elfman. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I had a crush on her back in the day. I oh. mean, as Joel said, I, I love the cast. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Ben Stiller, Edward Norton. They're just all great. I definitely saw it a few times back in the day. It also has been a minute for me. Um, but I remember definitely enjoying this movie. Um, and it's understanding that it wasn't just a slapstick comedy, but mm-hmm. sort of under It was like, I think maybe my first like adult movie ish. It's like, oh, this is nuanced a bit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had the note as I was watching it that like this movie is like blockbuster video had a family fun film algorithm. It's like you could watch it as a family but it like did make you feel adult. It was like a little more adult themes. I just remember seeing this movie and feeling very smart. Do you and know like, what made okay. me feel the most adult about watching this movie? And we'll get to it. It was like the amount of times Ben Stiller put his hands on Jenna Elfman's body in this movie. <laughs> I think I was like, that, the, the hand to body ratio is a lot for a rabbi. Um, yeah. We'll dive into it. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I did not know all of that about Ed Norton. Mm-hmm. So is his name Edward Rouse? No, I think his, his mother, like Norton is his father and Rouse is his mother. And we should say that the movie is dedicated to his mother. Yes, it is. Because his mother passed away, I think, a hmm. few years. Um, yeah, she she passed away very young. And mm-hmm. um, so... Yeah, he dedicated it. I think this is his directorial debut. It is. Um, and then he didn't, what was it? Uh, Brooklyn. Was Motherless that, Brooklyn. Yeah. Like 2019 or something like yeah. that. Which like I still haven't seen it. But yeah. I haven't either, but it Supposed got really good reviews. Pretty good. Yeah. Now, Ben but, Stiller has been in other 
movies we've watched for the pod, right? But he's not at smoking jacket level, right? Uh, he was in heavyweights. The- heavyweights. Yeah, but I think one? that might be it. I mean, Anne Bancroft has also been in other movies mm-hmm. we've watched for the pod, Home for the Holidays. As has the woman else. that was just in Romancing the Stone, who plays oh the- Holland Taylor. Holland we got Taylor. a lot of almost. Wait, what did she play in Romancing the Stone? Holland Taylor played like the editor. Oh, gotcha. That they got and here in this with. movie, she plays the mother of the newscaster girl. Rachel Rose. Rachel the woman Rose. from General Hospital. Um, you know, it's a does? whole beautiful woman of teeth. She's so, yeah, yeah totally. Because um, I was going to talk about it later. She reminds me of um, who's the, the mother from Modern Family. They look uh, exactly alike. Wait, Julie, Julie, Julie Bowen? Bowen. Yeah. I think if you change their I hair guess, color, yeah. they look. They have a similar like facial jaw, jaw and teeth. I know what you mean. Weird. And then no, Nora thinks she looks like the uh, Gilmore girl. Okay. Oh, yeah. Lauren I Graham. could see that more. I think she oh, wait, looks no, like. Wait, no. that Jenna Elfman looks like? Jenna, Jenna Elfman, Elfman looks, looks like, like the Lauren Gilmore Graham. girl. Sorry. Totally. Yeah. yeah, they have similar teeth. But I think that <laughs> Rachel Rose looks like the sister from Twilight um, who also plays a sister in, in the family stone. I'll think of her name. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah right, but she, no, yeah. she plays the mom in Twilight. The I know vampire, this has been, the vampire mom. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> she looks like that person in the one thing. Oh, man. And, and I'm the worst oh. All right. Well, this movie, it like so many of the ones that we've watched is a love letter to New York city as well. So we start also, I was like very aware that this was like came out in 2000. Yeah. These, these, these precipice movies, right? And I think it's interesting. Our podcast kind of is using 2000 as a cap, except mm-hmm. for, you know, Love Actually, Love Actually, which does talk about 9-11. Yeah. But the oh, fact no. that, you know, this is, yeah, this is before um, September 11th. So the opening is sort of like a sentimental love letter to New York, right? And then and we- then- Weirdly, just on that note, uh, Edward Norton did 25th Hour, which is like specifically yeah. about oh. like right after. That 9/11. movie is wild. Like yeah. I remember that movie being real. It's Rosario Dawson, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Bridget, if you've not seen it, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd be interesting to rewatch that. But yeah, it was one of the first movies I think that came out um, after 9-11 that really it. addressed it. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways. Well, we, we meet pre- the priest, Edward Norton, um, and he's drinking he at a bar. Is he drunk and sad? I think he's pretty drunk and sad. Then you then- guys think it's so wild that priests are permitted to just get totally shit-faced, but they can't have sex? It's such an uh, interesting... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I... I'm so excited to get, I mean, we'll get into it more with this. Nice consolation prize. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so strange. Like, because there's other religions that aren't quite as into the drinking. They drink, they drink on the job. Like literally there's like that creepy wine glass. And I used to love that my, my nun neighbors in Baltimore would put out Miller light cans in their recycling. Um, and if they, yeah. I think it was theirs, and so yeah, yeah, because and I think about it like anyway, there's a lot of <laughs> drunk religious people, and I had forgotten yeah. that so much of this movie is actually a flashback, right? It's yeah, and leading up to the flashback, and thankfully we don't get his voice over that much. Like yeah. we only get it in the beginning, um, 
where he's telling his story to that guy from Seinfeld. Well, yeah, the Irish, the kiss me, I'm Irish bartender who's not Irish. Yeah. He does identify himself later on. I can't remember what he said that he was. He has a um, lot of mix of like ethnicity and religion. But I guess I was reading that that actor does as well. Like the act that almost like parallels the actor's like background. But speaking of Ed Norton's flashback, I remembered him much more prominently in this movie. And it maybe that's because of it, but it's not as much about him as it is, I think, about Ben Stiller. Mm, it'd be interesting character. to see who gets more screen time. Yeah. Yeah. So we get introduced to the retrospect of like how the trio, the the two mix and a yid, um, became friends. And this is where the movie starts to feel like Sandlot to me. Mm. I was like, is this a kid's movie? It's like just people like, you know, like jumping rope and popping gum. And like I don't know. Now and then. It hey, did feel like now and then. Bullies in the park. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Anna, who's Jenna Elfman, moves to California. So the boys develop, keep developing their friendship. And they're both very fascinated in religion, which I think is, I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. I'm always fascinated by like, specifically who becomes a priest and why or a nun like um anymore anymore and like i know some friends of mine who grew up in baltimore who have these like very irish catholic mm-hmm. religious families mm-hmm. who have like a lot of aunts who are nuns right hmm. and they're like yeah. who and how yeah when do you make that yeah. decision and how? I mean, no, I know there's like, the Episcopal church out there. Right. Like, yeah. Or like the Unitarian yeah. Unitarianist. Or, like you could, you could be gay and yeah. great and well, fun and like, but you use yeah. the, you use. Yeah, the, totally. You, you. But anyway, yeah. I'm like, why, why would people do that? Anyway, if you're a nun or a priest and you want to write in yeah. on like a scroll, um, cause that's probably what's happening. You should mail it. Yeah. Mail it. Yeah. Mail the scroll. <laughs> and here is where we get a mention of the Peace Corps. I don't know if anybody. Uh, no, it. definitely it was, did. Yeah. It was fun. I always like write that down. It was very quick and it wasn't wrong. So that was nice. <laughs> no. Yeah. They usually <laughs> are wrong. Yep. But it was used in the correct context. What was the, I did not catch he it. He just said quickly about like they, it was like the montage that they're both like leaning into religion and they're both like kind of going to religion as apprenticeships. I think it said like, m- like most guys like uh, go off to the army or the Peace Corps. Or something. Oh, adventure and you yeah. guys went into religion for adventure, something like mm-hmm. that. So it's like, yeah. 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 So they're all like, you know, learning and they're getting into their jobs. We see kind of like a montage of them both having learning curves for their work. So um ed norton who's brian is like can't do the funny enough we've talked about incense. it the yeah incense. <laughs> i know i like to call it the catholic fog machine that's actually annie's level for this movie because um she did grow up episcopalian and this movie was the first time she had seen that so she's hmm. like what and then when oh. she was in france she saw it again and it like blew her mind because they don't really do that and i church, I, I take for granted and i I just, when you're a kid and you're like, oh, well, we're going to church, you just assume that other people might have right. those experiences. But totally. I think Catholic mass is a very weird thing. Yeah. Like the traditional ones. Yeah. Yes. What blew my mind with Catholic mass back in the day is that you have all this pomp and circumstance and yet people are allowed to wear blue jeans and a mm. polo shirt. And that was like growing up like Methodist in the South. Like I always had to wear like, Dress up. Khakis. Yeah. See, and it's just when I visited. I don't remember friends, that. It was like, no, don't wear a tie. You'll 
look ridiculous. It's That's just- weird because like where I grew up, like in when you went to Catholic church, you did dress up. Huh. But then like now there's all these like new wavy churches and people really don't dress up. Like, it's but I mean, very... this wasn't new wavy. It was just no, like no, no, Catholic I know. church. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's it's regional. It's yeah, rig religional. Religional. Uh, and we and we also learned that both of these guys are becoming like rock stars in their own separate church. At first, at first they're not, but they're like growing their popularity because they're both doing stand up. <laughs> yes. And did anyone see? Speaking of comedians, did anyone see the uh, cameo by one uh, stately person, if it- you will? David Wayne. It is David Wayne. I yeah. did. Nice oh. too. Yeah, that was kind of that was really cool. I know I expected him to have like more more of a part, but yeah. Um, I I also noticed that Ed Norton says, um, the seven deadly sins, and it's not hard to remember, like because um, you know, there was a Brad Pitt made a movie about it, which is like <laughs> I think that was the same director as Fight Club, right? Mm. Uh, yes. Like it was like very much like. And no, that yeah. was it pre Fight Club? No, Fight Club came out in like, like 98, right before, 99. Yeah. yeah. It was right before oh, this, I think. Oh, interesting. I believe. I need to look that up. Interesting. Um, so 99. Yeah, 99. Okay. So um both of these guys, yeah, they're just like turning their worlds upside down. And they have this dream to open a community mm-hmm. center for interface. seniors. Yeah. yeah. Strong karaoke theme going on i will say and not i i don't know if i could say much for like catholic priests but in general the people that i know or knew growing up that wanted to be pastors like performers it is a performance you know like in my high school there's like a real overlap of like the very religious people and the people that did the plays like the musical theater department and like it's no surprise to me like there is so much of this that is performance and comedy too like um, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's an interesting, there is a historic, historically interesting blend between church groups and mm-hmm. performing arts groups. And I know a lot of people that I meet in theater would tell me that they grew up doing theater in their church, right? which totally. again is so interesting because like, again, like theater is like a very queer space. It's a very diverse right. space. Depending. Very- right. And so, but yeah. And like, so when people like have an entry point that way, I'm always like, tell me more. Yeah. About I, that. I mean, Cause I always tell people when, you know, when I did improv, they're like, did you have like a background in this? Like, no, but now you say in this is like, no, I was in a couple uh musicals at church. <laughs> right. um, I think I was a book, a big old book. That's nice. all I remember from it. Yeah. <laughs> But there's also, I think, such an intersection between religion and politics, like for better or for worse, because of the politician, like the like the charismatic speaker, like Mm -hmm. people. I mean, like Ed Norton and Ben Stiller in this movie are actors, but like they might as well be the same as priests and rabbis who might as well be the same as people that are running for Congress. It's just like the same kind of orator thing, the performance as a speaker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, and then again, a lot of like ritual pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then we get this like smooth remix. What is that song? Santana. Oh, I hate like, this I, song. I hate it. It was I just so it, overplayed. It, it. It's yeah. like Rob, Rob Thomas and Santana, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's and they're just, just like the slow ocean, motion wearing leather moon. jackets, like oh, high-fiving people. And oh I was my like, God. 
I get the feeling why that looks, you think that's cool, but it's so awkward. That was in it's the trailer. Dated. Yeah. Yeah. Dated. And it, it was fully a Hummer Dumber for me because yeah. it was so <laughs> painful. And it's like, they think they are so cool. And, and I don't think I knew that Ed Norton directed this movie until this time. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you directed yourself through that scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. But I mean, he also makes himself not look that cool throughout the rest of it. So, yeah, that's true. Um, and then we get the basketball scene where they don't make a shot and have. I, their was, I was glad about. <laughs> I was going to say that, like one-on-one New York City basketball has, I think, five thousand smoking jackets. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. Um, but they get the call after that, that Anna is coming to town. Well, not, they both don't get the call. I guess specifically Brian has gotten that call and he's like, Anna's coming. And Jake's like, why didn't she tell me that? Yeah. And it shows sort of a little bit of rivalry between them mm-hmm. for her. Affections. And so we have to clarify. So like she yes. leaves when they're 12, Eighth they grade. have never, yep. they haven't <laughs> no. seen or nope. talk to this girl. And yeah, I guess he says we're both listed. So she just looks them up in New York City because she book. can't, she doesn't know anyone else in Manhattan, even though she grew up there. <laughs> <laughs> she's never visited that. She's never come back. And yeah. now after it's 16 years, I guess. Right. So they were 12. And so everyone's like 28, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's wild, really far fetched. Yeah, and sure. I mean, I guess we'll get into it now. Like the way that they talk to her mm-hmm. and the way they talk to each other, the three of them is insane considering <laughs> they don't know each other as a You dog. mean how like how sexual it is and how <laughs> yeah. like and how like I don't know, not advanced. Yes. It's like very yeah. It's first of all, it's kind of it's you know, the I think the early 2000s and late 90s loved to do this like gender doesn't matter. Like we're just going to bust each other's balls and we're just like so open about who we're dating and sex and there's no sexual tension. Right. You know, they love to put that on because I think that was kind of newer. But this is like how can you imagine like imagine someone that you haven't seen since you were 12 and you got together and it's just it's just sexual and in, sexual innuendo after sexual innuendo and like because they pick her up at the airport they haven't seen each other in 16 years and they're just like men men we want to know if you're dating men i'd be like get out of here yeah <laughs> it's so crazy like i mean i guess it's saying that like they had such a formative friendship because i'm like right. I can't even name anyone I haven't seen <laughs> since like eighth grade that you would want to see. Yeah. Like that badly. And I guess I they were just it. so tight. Let's, let's assume that they were huge pen pals, but okay. To that, I will defend that just a little bit. Now, 2000 is different. Like if I was in my early twenties and there was somebody I hadn't seen, there was a few people actually that I recall generating re-friendships with in my early 20s to mid-20s from middle school, from high school, because I came home from college and I I don't know. And like now, no. And especially because social media has been Mm -hmm. wild for 20 years, Mm -hmm. 22 years. But maybe then I get it. But again, the talking, the sexual talking, especially when you haven't seen somebody since you've all been through puberty and the fact that you're like a religious official it's it's awkward for sure um but yeah they they're both like in in love with her and they're both immediately like catching up about like you know who it is and jake's gonna go on this prospective date because he's 
we, we kind of skip this over, but he's a single rabbi and that's not good. Um, nobody's going to hire him full time if he's single. Uh, quick question, just because I did the research at this point in the movie. Uh, what do you think the heights of each of them are? So ben we'll start Stiller with short. Sure. Let's start with Ben Stiller. Five, five eight. ten. He is five seven. Oh, um, I was going to say five seven. Wow. But you didn't. So you get no I, points. No. Wow. Uh, and Jen Elfman is five nine. Five ten. And Ed Norton is like six foot. Six foot. And she's wearing like under heels. Like she's like wearing the romancing the stone shoe with the heel <laughs> broke off to try to they be They like shorter. cut her actually. She slouches a lot. Well, and it's fine. Like I'm all for it. Like no, but all their standing scenes, they they do like no, I know. She, she's not wearing heels, but like they she's show taller than him that Ben Stiller's shorter, um, which I just appreciate. Sure. They should do that more. Yeah. And I think Nora was saying, yeah, it's like that actors who don't care and don't have a issue with that. Just don't have that in their writer. Yeah, Ben Stiller <laughs> is just me. He's yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I think he's he's handsome and like he doesn't care. Like every movie he's in, he's short. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> and then he's married or dated. I hope they're still together. Melanie from Hey Dude. Well, that's a whole thing. They broke Are they up still together? and oh, now God. they're back together. Oh, good. After COVID. That was a roller coaster. All my emotions. <laughs> it really was. Well, you got the quick version of it. I had to live through it. Like uh. an hour, a year and a half, they weren't together. What about Brad from Hey Dude? Where's she? Don't get me started. I that was like one of my first crushes. Oh, my first crush was Ted from Hey yeah. Dude. Wait, the and his girlfriend slash wife is Christine it's also, Taylor. Okay. The from like woman Melanie. from Zoolander Melody. as well. Yeah. Mel- Melody? Gotcha. Melody. Mel- I, I think it was hey Melody. Melody. Hey dude. Yeah. Oh, she was She's adorable. I also noticed wild and a little that strange. Ben Stiller was like the least jacked in this movie. Mm, he's always yeah. like super, and he's still like very, very fit, but it's like. Yeah. He's, got, he's like, got like a little rabbi bod with like a little, you know. Do you think there was like a directorial note is like, you can't be like the jacked rabbi. I just kind of assume, I think we maybe talked about this in heavyweights, but I assume that he is one. I have a friend like this kind of, or I, I went to high school with a guy like this where it just seems like it's so easy for them yeah. to put on muscle. Probably. Like, I feel like if he worked out at all, he would just tone up and he, and he's like, kind of compact so it's just yeah. he just turns into an action figure so my guess is like he just wasn't working out that much and then he started working out average amount not to diminish maybe he just works out all the time but i think I he agree just with you. seems like he has that kind of body i agree with you okay so jake goes on a date with a, a blind date with a woman who has a lot of fitness tapes workout girl is what i called her <laughs> yeah lisa edelstein girl. from house if you guys oh. ever watched house yeah um, I, this scene is very intense. She wants him to punch her. Um, Houdini she, style. Yeah, and he does. <laughs> Houdini she, style. Yeah. <laughs> and then she falls. There's a few, there was a few cringy moments for me in this movie, for sure. That are 100% not for real. Um, there was one in this scene, um, where I can't, I don't remember if they were at dinner yet, but anyway, she oh talks about her headband um and who had made her headband what is she i can't remember that. Oh, i don't really is, want to repeat it yeah but, she yeah. i oh. mean she is just like one 
yeah, slur. She's, like she's she, a slur, and then she she oh, slaps a person gotcha. away. Yeah, that was wild. Person, yeah. I mean, they're really yeah. yeah, they're just really making her like an anti-humanitarian. Yeah, which I get against him, where he's yeah. like, but it still felt like ugh, there's just a few yeah. moments in this, and, and they did things too, like Ben Stiller did too. Well, um, and I think we, I mean, I think this is part of my dumber for this movie is when they're playing basketball or shooting hoops and he's like, I just can't bind a girl. And I'm like, I just don't believe that like a 28 year old Ben Stiller. And so yeah. I think the movie is really laying on thick, just how like all women suck, but Jenna Elfman, I guess, like, or, or like not or, that, but just like, you, like this, this New York city dating montage where it's always the worst. Yeah. I think what they were feels- going for is like the pressure that he was going yeah. under. Cause I was reading, there was like a, rabbis and priests at 20 years out were reviewing it one of them talked about oh. how he he went on a bad date but then also a good date yeah um and so it because usually it's always like in these types of movies all of the inter-religion dates are always right. the bad ones and it's always then the other person the jenna elfman in this case that's the only good one and then mm-hmm. for this they actually had like the rachel rose it's like yeah. no she was perfectly fine mm-hmm. um yeah, she was just like career ambitious and smart and had her own things going on too. Yeah. Well, but same as Jenna Elfman. Yeah, um, exactly. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um. So yeah, then we kind of see like a lot of vignettes and like a lot of scenes. Ben's yeah. still helping a kid prep for the bar mitzvah, which is right. going to come back later. Who's got like a voice change thing? And then this is like the next scene I have is like what you were talking about with like the intense flirting. <laughs> Between Jake and Anna over the phone, where it's she's like, like phone sex. Oh yeah, she's like what are you wearing and why? <laughs> like what are clothes? Um, would be so... How about you take them off? <laughs> yeah, it would be so wild to do this with your childhood friend out of nowhere. Oof. But like I, I was thinking kind of like, what does she have to lose? She's she's yeah. very confident. She's beautiful. She's got a great job. Like, what does she have to lose? Well, she doesn't. But I guess like it's a weird. I think that was like the part of this movie that didn't quite square for me for like Ed Norton and Ben Stiller's characters. And like these guys would be totally comfortable just like having phone sex on the phone with their <laughs> well, this girl from not the priest, maybe, but right. who well, she open mouth kisses. It's about. a loophole. <laughs> I know she does open mouth kiss it, but you know what I mean? There's like, a lot 12 of times. There's a lot of kiss mouth yeah, kissing in this movie. So much mouth kissing. I know. I know. Anyway, I know. <laughs> um, back at the synagogue, Jake uh, goes off about the in Kalo Hainu. Um, he's upset that it's not it's not happy enough and that uh and speaking of which like i never had happy singing in a catholic church growing up there it was not glorious no. at all and i do again not i am a, a a non-religious human and like i have this former coworker of mine who like does music in one of these mega churches yeah and it looks fun i mean they've definitely got <laughs> it yeah i'm like i'm like yeah that looks great but anyway, so righteous gemstone style. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's like really impressive. Um, they have giant budgets and screens. <laughs> um, but yeah, he brings in like a gospel choir and the congregation is like, yes. But <laughs> then some people are like, whoa, people. that's too crazy. It oh does my say, God. And I won't purport to know enough to know like what if this is like 
a conservative or reform like synagogue, but it does seem like there is a place where Ben Stiller might be happier as a rabbi. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not convinced oh, that see. he has to be at a synagogue that hates him <laughs> and mm. all of the changes, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think, yeah, I don't think it's like super conservative, but mm. there's also that like one guy who's like his ally, who's like a probably a very famous actress whose name I don't know, who was in The oh, Holiday. Eli Wallach. Yeah, who plays, I love that movie, The Holiday. Um, oh, yeah. He plays like the little old man neighbor for mm-hmm. Kate Winslet. But anyway, yeah, like there's some people that like want to progress. So I think that's the thing with both of them is sort of like the, how do we up upgrade these religions into like more hip spaces? Right. And then you've got the people pull, keeping them in place, like, Ron Rifkin, which I mainly know him from uh, as like the lawyer or the DA from LA Confidential, Mm. just a very sort of, he always plays, I think, these sort of slimy upper tier characters. Very good at it, but yeah. So I just, I see him as that in this role. And then of course he's a little racist as well. So yeah. Um, Katie, the next, I have some notes about Jake. Oh, they do a lot of walking around gardens. And I got, I get confused whether they're at the, that a museum or whether that like synagogue grounds, I'm assuming they're at a museum every time. I don't know where they are. It or she, like, yeah, like the garden. They're wearing She's, like those little pins. She like says they, she goes yeah. to the Met weekly. Maybe I don't know if, oh, yeah. I don't know if it has a garden. My guess is it does. It yeah. looks like it has sculptures. So it must yeah. be a museum. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jake's mom really likes Anna, but of course she's, you know, she, he likes her as like a friend, mm-hmm. at least for this time for now. I love Anne Bancroft. Yeah, she's great. She's so good. She's so good. Um, but then, Katie, the next scene I have is the confessional in Espanol. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say? What no, no. Okay. The, um, the way that the when he was running by them and um, the things that they make these kids say is kind of gross. But um, when he's running by them and he says that your girlfriend has a nice ass, the way oh. he delivered it, because I... I don't know if the DVD was slow. I didn't think that they had subtitles for that line and it made it. Were you it watching just, a DVD? Yeah, <laughs> I watched the DVD. <laughs> Where'd you get that DVD? My sister. Nice. Which was such a super I love fan. Your she lent me the DVD taste. and the DVD player to watch it on, wow. <laughs> which wow. has been the same since high school. The remote is the same since high school. So it's a little slow because <laughs> the batteries have never been changed. And there's some of those like watch band batteries. Since like, high school? Yeah. She was like, this is a real testament to this thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, but like he just basically just screams ass at the end of it. I thought I thought what had happened is like this kid was trying to pull one over on the deck director team um, by just like screaming um, ass. But then I realized it's like, oh, I guess what they're saying he's saying is like your girlfriend has a nice ass. Um, that's literally what the subtitle said. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's delivered kind of weird. But then. Edward Norton, it's like when he was speaking Spanish in the confessional, I'm like, did he, is he reading off something or, cause it doesn't make a ton, like I understand what he's trying to say, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. Mm. So I'm like, I wonder if he speaks enough Spanish to like get through, you know what I mean? Which is actually like the fine. character or the actor either. That's what was my question. Oh. I was like, huh? Like, I wonder if they're trying to be hyper real about it mm-hmm. <laughs> or if I would Norton was like, I got this guys. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> right. Method. 
Yeah. Uh, but speaking of priests and their sex lives, um, the next scene I have is Anna asking Brian about, you know, sex, his sex life and like yeah. sex talk, yeah. Sex talk has which I'm like, good for you, because I have all these questions too. Um, but he just says it's like a non-issue. And and he's like, Don't you crave sex? Don't you want it? And he's like, It's I'm good, it's good. So then I turned to my couch mate and I was like, Can priests masturbate? So I'm gonna turn I think to they're you not guys. supposed to. <laughs> can priests masturbate? Well, in ca- Catholic, you're not. I think it's a sin. Oh. You hear so many people that are all, yeah, like repressed. I remember in like this is like the Methodist church, so a little bit more laid back, but we had like some. I don't know, regional, whatever the Methodist archbishop is. And they were asking him questions and they asked him about like masturbation. And I think he said, eh, not really, but like a sort of wet dream was like, there's nothing you can do about it. So there's like, it's not, it's fine. You can't like, masturbate, but it's okay to have a penis. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it was so long ago, but I remember that like someone specifically asked that question and it was more just like, well, you know, who really cares is was mm. the response of this person was like, I mean, but there's so much guilt like riddled around religion. So I would imagine if yeah. you feel very bound by that guilt that like, oh, you would, yeah, you would it's, abstain I mean, from it's so messed up. That. I mean, and this is I guess we get to a little bit of the crux of like the premise of this movie. It's a it's an interesting movie to watch where you're like, OK. I guess as viewers, we're just supposed to accept that this is like, okay, that like certain people yeah, are expected to live this way, which has insane consequences for so many people, you know, yeah. like it's an mm-hmm. interesting, I don't know if you could make this movie post like spotlight, you know, like it's an interesting mm-hmm. concession. And it's so sad to me that Brian, I mean, like Brian explains his whole thing and like his whole mentality and then it's almost immediately revealed that that's not what's going on. Like he obviously wants to be with somebody like he, uh, you know, he's obviously craving human affection, like, and he's attracted to her. And I don't know. It's just, I think this movie wants it to be like really celebratory at the end where he's like, you know, having almost like this personal conversation with God. And it's like, no, no, this is horrific. <laughs> this is really, really sad for everybody. Well, I, I saw it more as like more muddled and it was like not giving a straight answer one way or the other, that it wasn't horrific and it wasn't this great thing, but it was like this sort of struggle. And that's sort of the point <sighs> of it. Is yeah. what I did. That's my take. Yeah. Although he does have this wonderful line that's like, um, if I was gay, even if I was, because she asked him if he's gay. He's like, yeah, but even even if I was gay, the rules would be the same. It's like, yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> if you were gay, life in the Catholic Church would be yeah. exactly the same. Like, what? Bless their hearts. Mm-hmm. Bless it. Um, we have so much to talk about, and we barely like I know to this movie. So maybe we just skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um. So basically. Jake reveals that he had a crush on Anna when they were kids. They're on this like double date with Rachel Rose. This is the Rachel Rose, yeah. Yeah, and because Jake doesn't want to go by himself, so it's like the blondies <laughs> against the brunettes. Do we think they, I didn't read this in the trivia, but I assume Edward Norton colored his hair to be just more like Aryan, like more contrast with Ben Stiller. Oh, I don't know. I just assume he always sort color. of had sandy blonde hair, I thought. I feel like it's more. Just went to the beach more. Maybe I feel yeah. like it was more like 
light brown, but maybe I think it was off. I think it was dyed, but I think he he has lighter. He yeah. doesn't have dark hair. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I think they did make it blonde. Um. But yeah, this is more. They were definitely selling it with some mouth kisses and and such. <laughs> and um. Yeah, I was like, them. is Anna allowed to kiss a priest that much? That's my man, like, right on the ow. mouth. She is intense. Well, there's another scene later where they don't have to pretend, and there's definitely, or I think it might have been Ben Stiller and Je- and Anna. And they kiss on the mouth as just like a goodbye when they're still friends. This is before they get together. Yeah. What a weird to like ask. I don't understand why they had to pretend to be a couple to to do this. Like Bridget, like if you, if you were going on a date with somebody and you're like, Phil, okay, we come along, but pretend you're a couple. Yeah. Like weird. And if I have a, if I imagine I'm going to be with that person long-term. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Why would I, then I have to lie and be like, oh, by the way, my friend's actually a priest. Like I can't. Right. right. Who you're no. going to meet next week at our, like, you know, interview. It's a very weird church. premise. It's yeah. just so that we can see Jake and Anna flirting yeah. at dinner in front of other people. Cause I was, so they can have built up tension so they can go do it. In his well, apartment. and I think to, it, it serves as a vehicle for Brian to kind of like role play out his feelings. Like, I think he kind of falls more. Yeah, this is like the second step. It was like after the sex talk, you can see him starting to fall and then hear more. But I was going to say, I I felt them just asking or Ben Stiller asking for them to come along in the date itself was the bigger, weirder thing. Them pretending to be a couple actually, I think, makes it less weird because it's like, oh, just my random two friends are going to observe. Yeah. Super weird. And at least even though it's still weird, as long if it's another double date, I mean, it's already it's already at a nine of weirdness. So yeah. Um, but then yeah, Anna goes to Jake's apartment and they they do it. They um, do it. They do it, and they're like, "We're gonna do it, but we're not gonna be together." Which yeah, I mean, because I sort of went into a deep dive. This was sort of a I think it's gonna be Nora's question. Like, are rabbis allowed to date non-Jewish women Mm -hmm. or marry? Um, the one website I generally went to, which is like the, I think it's more on the conservative side. Right. Um, it's the central conference of American rabbis basically said, no, they can't, uh, and that it should be a rule. Uh, there is probably other, um, Jewish. Yeah. If it's like reform or like, I don't, I don't know if it's more progressive, like, although, yeah, I don't know. A rabbi would be interesting. (laughs) Well, I would assume if you're going to marry well, right. and it happens or be with somebody who's not Jewish, that they're converting Yeah, because it's not like quite the same as like converting to Catholicism where you have to like get baptized. <laughs> go yeah. It's a lot of class. It's a lot of, it's a it's lot, a lot of, of work ca- to become Jewish. Cataclysmic. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Cataclysmic cataclysm or something. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. To convert to Judaism is like, and I know some people that have done that, like, and then have divorced their Jewish partner, but they're like, I'm Jewish. Oh yeah. Put in the work for that. So what's his face for the big Lebowski, you know? Um, Yeah. No. And my second question was, you know, are rabbis just allowed to have casual sex? Is that like, I think that's an also like depending on what you're, you know, temple yeah, or I think so. But yeah, it is. It just, I just think this movie is such a crazy contrast in like different faiths and what they allow or disallow. Just, I, sorry, I'm like going back. Like the Catholic priest thing is just, I, Annie was actually wondering 
Is there other religions that disallow sex entirely besides Catholicism? I don't believe so. Like are B- Buddhist monks? Like, oh, yes. I don't I know. Think so. I believe so. But I, in terms of like Christian. Oh, like within Christianity. Yeah. That's it. I think. Right. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, well, are we at the like movie? I guess we're kind of where they go to the movies. Uh, I mean, we have a montage of them hanging out and having sex. Oh, yeah. Play to um, the song that I kind of like. I was like, huh. Yeah. What's, what song. was the song? I even looked it up. I like, okay. I, don't, I don't know. It's just. Then, yeah, yeah, sure then the next the thing I have is that they're at the movies where all the synagogue pals show up. Although before we get to that, there's one quick scene in the montage where he like takes her phone and throws it in a mailbox. People think does it's he, so funny. Does he really do it? Or is it like sleight of hand? They never show like I was just no, kidding. I think, I think it's this happens in these movies all the time. As soon Throw as it in a wake, came lake, out, yeah. people started throwing them in lakes, throwing them. In, I'm like, you can't get your phone out of a mailbox. Yeah. She clearly needs it for work. She had I it know. strapped to her thigh like That's a insane. gun. It's insane. Yeah, the it was that so that was so dated. This reference of like you have your cell phone here at like at dinner, <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. right, kind of wild. Um, and then I guess my question is after this montage, like we just see that they're just having sex in every room in the house and stuff. Um, and it's very sweet. Like they seem to have like a good relationship, but we understand yeah. that he's still keeping it. They're still keeping it hidden. It's not right. a public relationship. Um, although it seems like they basically moved in together or rather, you know, spending yeah. all the all the nights together. So how much time do we think has passed? Like how long have they been together in private? I thought they mentioned like several months. So I'm thinking like three or four months. Yeah, because and like, my question is what happened? I, did I blink and I missed it? She was only supposed to be there for a minute. And then she was there for months. Yeah, I, I don't I know if she was there so for how long uh, she was going to be there for. Oh, okay. Business, business stuff happened. And yeah. Business like, things, you know, uh, we do, before we get to the movie theater thing, we have the, the, across the street from the, her business, a sexy couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know that is Jenna Elfman's husband. And what's Bodie. his first name? Bodie. Bodie Elfman. Oh, my oh God. really? Yeah. yeah. What is the point of any of this? It's a Chekhov's sexy. Yeah. It's a setup for the end of the movie. And That's it's, I think, played for laughs along the way. I mean, like this was like prime time, uh, <laughs> ugly naked guy with friends, right? Mm-hmm. I, think I think it's that's... just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it either. It's kind of like kink shaming too. It's like yeah. you're in Manhattan. Like you don't have other stuff to do. Like, yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're shaming it. They're just like, wow, they're I just, I just maybe not. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like a weird part of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's voyeuristic, which I get, but and they're doing it in front of a window. So maybe they want to be seen. They know. Yeah. Um, but basically like, yeah, the movie they run into it's Ben and Jenna Elfman and they run into a bunch of synagogue people who just all happen to be there watching the same film. What is the when film? a man loves woman? Yeah, I was at first. That's um, not what they said it was. Well, they yeah. said it was an Andy Garcia film. Oh, I and see. then it was just like the paper towel speech. And I was like, is this real or did they get Andy Garcia? And then I just Googled Andy Garcia paper towels and when a man levels. Got it. Dark movie. Yeah, about I remember seeing that. Yeah, that is really rough. <laughs> With so, Ryan. but Jake yep. mm-hmm. won't 
hold her hand. He shuns her, yeah. Shuns yeah, her. really rough. And then they get in this fight and she like gives up so quickly. And I'm like, yeah. eh, I think you need to revisit this. <laughs> it's yeah, an they, like, interesting relationship that they, yeah, yeah it's a jokey yeah. fight. It's weird. It's a jokey fight. Um, but that same evening, speaking of wet dreams, um, Brian has a bit of yeah. a wet dream about Anna uh, that involves running. And, and this is where- sweat. And Ed Norton's face, like Ed Norton has like two basic modes of either like friendly little bookworm that lives down the street or homicidal psychopath. (laughs) So you're saying primal fear. Yeah, I am saying Spoilers alert. Yeah. And like in the dream, he switches to a psychopath for one scene. It's Mm. like one take and he's just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Mm. it's real creepy. I'm like, I think it's just because he's played so many of those guys so you're Maybe, seeing that yeah scary character that's what wow. i was seeing for that dream yeah um but clearly he's got like the hots for her and he's imagining like getting ready oh, to yeah. do her uh but doesn't he doesn't matter because jake and anna are spooning in their little bed having a sleepy time and this and- is where the answering machine gets a million smoking jackets <laughs> where this is what, what a trope about, i know and we it had me think about answering machines we're like why were they ever designed so that if you if it went right to voicemail or if it went if it left a message that it was played out loud it didn't have to do your that. calls yeah but like you'd have yeah. to let it ring first right, right. that's how you screen but your calls. and then you a- picked it up halfway yeah, if, through their if message. If it's someone who you like, you then pick right, it you up. could. And that did happen quite a bit. It also just happened by accident, right? Because you'd be like you walk running in. to get the yeah. phone. Yeah. Not like <laughs> always walking in with your keys and everything, but like mm-hmm. you're running to get the phone because there was one phone. It was a lot of like, you know, I got it. I got it. Especially if you lived in a multi-person house. I did see a meme the other day that was like, remember when like you and all of your siblings and your parents shared one phone number and you had to share it? And I was yeah. like, yeah, I I mean, those are the things you like take for granted because in the moment it was just reality. It was like, yeah, totally. And I was on the phone a lot. I did finally get a second. Hmm, I could see that. Oh, I you got a the, second line. I did. I got a second line eventually, and I felt very special. Yeah. But then even before that, there were like party lines where it was like multiple houses would be on one line. <laughs> um, I didn't experience That's that, wild. but I just know that that was a thing before. Yeah. Before our totally. time. Yeah. It 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 was the wildest of times, and you just you had to talk where the phone was. Which makes us sound like we're from the 50s, but that was just the thing for so long. It was attached to a cord. (laughs) Until it was cordless. And then it was always like, you know, you'd go in your backyard or something. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, So yeah, Anna is now having second thoughts about leaving because she's in love. Um, And then also uh jake's mom is starting to get suspicious um, yeah and asked do we her, want to talk about this karaoke machine scene well, or- and before that we get the line god was showing off when he made you and i think like it's supposed to be this just amazing holy oh, wait, shit yeah, this sorry. is the best guy i've ever been with because i thought she was gonna like throw up <laughs> like i couldn't believe that he said that to her and jenna elfman is like oh my god how am i even supposed to go to work now i'm like oh anyway yeah so basically Jenna Elfman and, and what's his face. And we'll see each other. No. Oh, Brian. Brian almost see each other in the hallway when she's leaving. Oh yes. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. Here's my quick, why couldn't she just wait for them 
to leave, like go up the next floor and then yeah. wait? I don't know. Tension. Yeah. It was Movie under construction tension. and she couldn't get out of the stairwell yeah. or I don't yeah, know. Basically. Um, but they yeah. go to this karaoke machine store, which is like a I don't know what it is, like an electronic store. And um, they have this gentleman who is the Don. whole scene I just wrote is weird. I know this Don. guy from Lost, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Lost. He's also in The Soprano. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and he has I a like very him thick a... accent, but then he drops it too. Right. Why? What kind of a sales test technique with this? Uh, I don't know. To put on this character. It's kind of what. Then, like, like a... what? But then they also like wear a priest collar and try to like get a deal. That I don't understand either because yeah. it's as if he's tried to sell drugs to a police officer. I'm like, no, yeah. you just gave two men the actual price of this karaoke yeah. machine and one's a priest. And he's like, oh, I think man, it's inferred that he wasn't giving them the actual price. That was still part of the salesman pitch Got it. and that it was still that's my impression of it. And then also for this whole scene, it's like, I don't know, it seemed wrong but I, I think they kept just either on the line or just on the right side of the line i, I know i just wrote weird it's i close. don't like it it's it wasn't like scene. so bad it was uncomfortable and it's i like this actor yeah. i like him yeah I it like was like too. a weird kind of humor that i think they were like i think at the time it probably like was so funny i remember everybody. laughing at the jesse's Kids, girl adults. Or whatever, you know yeah yeah well, right and it's jesse's girl's funny because totally his you know. performance is a good one. Like he's selling it. I just, I was so curious about the priest thing. It was like, well, it's whatever price he tells you it is. It's I his think store. it's the trope <laughs> that those places are just very much oh, okay. bargainy. And yeah. right. So he's trying to get him like the Lord is watching you. And it was, he hadn't gone as low as he would have. Mm. It was still, that, that was my take. I see. So then the next scene is Anna's work party on like a boat or near a boat or she or uh, on a dock. I don't know. And she brings Ben Stiller with her and um, she's wearing yet another midriff shirt. She does show a lot of tummy at the office. Um, and I I'm was like, thinking about her that. shirts just not fitting. I mean, good for her. Live your best life. But maybe it's just very Spice Girls 2000 sort of like. Yeah. Everybody's shirts are too small. Business um, sexy. Yeah, it's business sexy. And then she's dropping hints about like she talks something. She says something about like Talmudic law or uh, she she and then she's like taking a class and we don't know what it is. So there's like some and I can't remember. I was thinking of like, is there a time that I didn't know that she was obviously taking like conversion classes? But I don't know. As a first time viewer, I don't know. I think it's only obvious afterwards. Maybe. Yeah, I picked up on it this time but mm-hmm. i don't think i did previously yeah <laughs> my previous watching picked up on it after i knew <laughs> after i knew <laughs> yeah, totally. well i I'd, I'd forgotten anyway sure. but i was like oh she's taking classes of course she's taking like judaism classes and so this having. is where we get the reveal that she has been offered um to uh, uh to take over the company or something in san francisco right. but she's maybe not going to take the job and instead asked to transfer to manhattan so that they could be together and she says something sweet about like how you know she's not nearly excited about the job as she is about their relationship and then ben stiller is just totally not reciprocal yeah. and it has me wonder like where where did he think this was going if it's been right. months and months 
Right. It's so interesting. And he should have just said, I can find a rabbi in San Francisco. I mean, a synagogue in San Francisco. Mm hmm. But I, mean, I think he would envision he would still have the same problem. And like, I don't think he oh, has I a see. really great look here of just being like, uh, I love yeah. you, but no. And I, I don't know if it's that's just the religion not translating for me, but it's just like, it just doesn't look great. For yeah. It doesn't make sense. Like, and I think they're trying to sell it as like, it's the pressure he's putting on himself. Like when he, is this where like he has like, a near panic attack at work when everybody's trying to get at him. Like, it just seems like his whole life is, it seems like maybe he shouldn't be a rabbi. I don't know. <laughs> like, he should like be a karaoke DJ. Well, kind of. It's just, it just seems That's like the pressure yeah. is too much. Um, I mean, we also, I, and this is kind of something I picked up on a little later and I think I only realized it this time, but so Anne Bancroft doesn't talk to her other son because he married a Catholic woman. Right. That's right. kind of what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. It's actually exactly the story in my family. Like that's what happened to my grandmother. She was disowned mm. from marrying my grandfather who was Catholic. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, she was Jewish. And then, yeah, we Did all they ever talk again. Out. No. Well, no, that's Crazy. not true. Like her mother had died and then her, her father just totally wrote her this letter that we still have. And she would go up and visit him, but they really wouldn't talk much. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wild. Crazy. Um, so, but I guess like that's in here, like the brother story of like, oh, he can't marry. Like she's not it's Jewish, extra layer which of is a pressure. big problem. Yeah. And then, yeah, anyway. But yeah. it's not, you're right, Phil. It's not a good look. It doesn't make you like Ben Stiller. No. Like, and it's yeah. so sad for Janet Elfman. And it's interesting too, because her character softens throughout the movie, but she's the one that's kind of the cutthroat ambitious career person i mean they all are in some sense yeah but she's yeah. fully she's like you know what i'll just do this like i'll i'll put our relationship first and then is met with like what <laughs> like such yeah. ambi- like just like you know disinterest so yeah um okay so then we're all at ben's mom's house for dinner and all the kids are there and they're like looking you know anna's looking through photo albums from when they were younger of, of the mom and like reflecting on like how beautiful it was when they got married and mm-hmm. but clearly they're not together. And, and, um, you know, Jake, Jake and what's his face fight. Is that what happens? Jake and Brian fight a little bit in the kitchen or something like that. I don't know. I wrote Jake is mad. Cause he thinks he's in for it. What did I, what is that? What is that what, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but basically like Jenna Elfman has like a little, moment with the mom where they're like crying over oh yeah love and joy because she asks her is my son a good kisser barf and um well i mean i explained this as like i think she knew that if she was like are you dating my son that she would have lied and so she said the sort of more <gasps> yeah she like shocked right. like shocked her to get like the proper res- like poker face mm-hmm. breakdown sort of thing yeah. right right um, so, and then I have kind of like the next scenes are like, Anna's upset. So she calls Brian and she goes to him for comfort and then he kisses her and she's like, what the frick? Yeah. yeah he just misunderstands. He thinks, I mean, they kind of build it up where she's like bumbling and can't get it out. And he thinks it's like, she has feelings for him, which is really sad. And then sad. he goes to drinking. And is that where we're back to modern day? Yeah. Yeah. Which I had 
a thing and I don't think it'll be by Dubber, but her liquor cabinet is all like not quite airplane bottles, but like the next level <laughs> up. And it's just the weirdest thing to yeah, have in your liquor cabinet. But is she like know. in a hotel still or is she? No, like... it's I think she is like an apartment or something. Oh, okay. Still, it's weird. Um, Yeah. So like Brian's embarrassed and all this stuff and they're kind of like trying to deal with that. Meanwhile, um, he's drunk and he breaks in on the bar mitzvah of the the kid who this has the cracking voice. So inappropriate. <laughs> like I would never just FYI, if either of you are ever thinking about doing this to me, I I'll am. never talk to you again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I would never. Can you imagine recovering from this? Like this is no. this poor kid and everybody he knows. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest days of this family's life. And this asshole drunk priest stumbles yeah. in and makes it totally about him. It's so oh, we're not at the present day yet. Sorry. This is still in the past. Okay. Cause he hits Jake too. Well, the it's not, the movie isn't completely bookended Yeah, because it's, Oh yeah, then he it's the drunk, and then it's the night before this fight. Right. Is really when he's talking to the bartender, and then everything else is sort of in the, the future, the, I guess, yeah, from the, the intro. Yeah. Uh the one thing I will say is like when they're having this argument, like the dad is like, What is going on? What are you doing? Like Ben Stiller's trying to handle it. Like <laughs> obviously there's this crazy drunk person that he's like, I don't know. The dad wasn't helping. I also feel like so Bar much of this congregation or like the, you know, temple would have met Edward Norton. Like he is a community figure. <laughs> like it's yeah, so they interesting. Would know him. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Blah, 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 this, blah. Is, this is where I started thinking because um, I didn't realize that Ed Norton had directed it. And it is an interesting tone of a movie because I was like, what would it look like if um, Owen Wilson was cast as the priest? Because like, it's just such a different energy. Like so many of the movies that were coming out around this time with Ben Siller were like Zoolander um, and like Dodgeball, you know, but this was like, I think you said it in the beginning, Phil, it like was kind of that muted rom-com. It wasn't this like wacky hijinks. Like there were, I don't know. There's like a little more drama than comedy in this film. And Ed Norton really brings like Ed Norton. I don't think can be wacky like old school wedding crashers no, comedy yeah you know um so anyway i was just i was just thinking about it it's like huh the casting of him is like interesting the other movie this made me think of just it's there's like a robert de niro and uh oh shit what's his name um i'll think it punches photographers and was married to uh madonna for a while oh sean um, penn sean penn <laughs> where they're both con ex convicts or escaping convicts and they become priests or fake oh, priests or whatever interesting. called we're no angels um oh, yeah but yeah interesting um yeah, so, so then this is when we go back to the bar right this is where we're back and we when we understand and he's like i can't give you any advice because i'm Jewish Sikh, and catholic okay. muslim with jewish something it isn't interesting how down. much and uh, what i wrote down was uh, religion, religion, religion joke, um, <laughs> which is should be the tagline for this movie. <laughs> religion, yeah, religion, basically. Religion. <laughs> um, yeah, none of the love triangle are talking to each other. Then we get uh, Brian has a talk with Milos Foreman, um, who is famous, is dir the, famous is he... director. Oh, okay. He did, uh, he directed Edward Norton in The People vs. Larry Flint. Hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else he directed like who oh, is he playing milos he's Foreman? the old priest 
Oh, got it. Okay. He directed One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, oh, cool. um, some other really famous movie. But yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they talk, he talks about how he's fallen in love several, like once a decade. And that's sort of like where they. Oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's very slow. Wait, deals. It, this was a, this, this I like the scene. I, I, I like the scene. I liked it. I just, it dragged. And I think I was feeling like the end of the film. I didn't remember this scene. Maybe I was like, oh my God. Yeah. The movie had one more like loop than I remember. It's like one more time around the yes, track. Like, oh. that's ex- <laughs> yeah. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. Um, our, so we at the part where Anna goes to confession brian yeah. mm-hmm. well then i mean yeah i mean first ben stiller and oh yeah you're right sorry you're right yeah she goes to confession with brian but then jake's mom has a sneer stroke i mean there's a lot yeah. happening in this movie yeah that's and, right um he's like she's like and on her makeup. not deathbed being like you should make your own decisions you should be in love with who you're in love with and then we unless have- it's a non-jewish woman do you think brian <laughs> should have been so mad that like Jenna Elfman and Ben Stiller like weren't public with their relationship because I like Ben Stiller comes at comes to Ed Norton to make up with him after this to like and and Brian is like oh you thought you'd just find me in a good mood I'm like no asshole I'm here for you to apologize for ruining that kid's bar mitzvah <laughs> like he's so hurt about I don't know Go ahead. I think he deserves to be hurt because they were this sort of three people constantly hanging out and then they sort of absconded and I'm sure we're like telling him constant lies because they were hanging out. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's I, just all the lying. I, yeah, I don't want to like judge fun which when was people worse. are making you the fool. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, his fight in the synagogue is horrible. And like, yeah. Yeah. I think that could easily be seen as like a bigger problem, but it was a very acute, more acute event. Yeah. Right. So, right. Long-term issue. It wasn't cute though. No. <laughs> um and then we of course have like so uh jake has to do his like final sermon or whatever and says he's sorry he for you yeah yeah and then of course i didn't realize that there were it wasn't a done deal but there was like a, a review and then he passes and gets to stay yeah this is yeah. at yom kippur can you imagine you went to like a yom kippur service and the rabbi makes it all about he's like I've been dating a non-Jewish woman. I know. I was like, me? I wrote who cares? a little bit of a selfish speech. Like, yeah. who gives a frick? Oh my I'd gosh. be so happy it was such a short sermon. I'd be like, yes. I mean, yeah. But I also think I'm it's so, so glad interesting. glad he's going through shit. Because, yeah. It's pre-9-11 and he's like, we live in a complicated world. We're boundaries. And I'm just like, what is he referencing? Like, is it Monica Lewinsky? Like, what is going on? <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean to sound naive. Like, I don't mean to be like, oh, the good old days. But I'm like, really, Y2K, what? brother. It was Y2K. <laughs> Is it Y2K? Because I was just like, we were scared. George I Bush. I don't know. He was coming. George Bush. Yeah, was maybe coming. that was it. Maybe it was, oof. But anyway, really was hard he already to relate there? to. Yeah, 2000. No. Well, it was well, filmed it was before filmed. 2000. Yeah. So maybe that was it. Like, I think it right. was, I honestly think it might have been the whole Clinton, Monica, like Mm-mm. the impeachment. Mm. He might have been, yeah. Interesting. But I was just, man, you think you live in a complicated world. <laughs> still there. So um, I have my notes here are a little weird, but Jake tries to call or he calls and woos Anna on the phone. So, yeah, he, he tries to get in the building. T-Bone oh, right. st- uh, says, no, 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 uh, yeah. you're on the list. And then so he has the idea 
from Chekhov's sexy couple and runs up from the other one, puts That's a sign right. and, and has the conversation on the phone, which gets put in the speakerphone. And then oh they God. rush down and then T-Bone uh, like clotheslines him. That's the term. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I did write clothesline him. <laughs> like, what does that mean? After Ed Norton screams at a bunch of people at a crosswalk. <laughs> About what? They're all at that crosswalk, and he's like, "Why are people just standing there? We don't have to wait for signs." It's we New York cross City. Whenever we want. Like, what? It's so funny what we write down and remember from the movie. Because, oh. like, even watching this a few days ago, I'm like, "What?" But, no, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Um, and then we're at the senior center, and it's opening, and we've got Don, Dong, Don, 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 Don back, Don, Okay, back, and he's uh, singing. Barry Manilow, I think. Probably not Mandy. my favorite yeah. karaoke song. Not it yeah. definitely isn't Mandy. Oh, it's not um, Mandy. Okay. No. That ready to take a chance again. Um, we and found out that Anna's been taking Judaism yeah. classes. I don't know how I feel about this, and I get I, from my research is that she sort of sort of had to, but it's like mm-hmm. it sort of gets away from the like love conquers all. It's like nope. It doesn't love required her to convert religions. It's like she she wasn't good Mm -hmm. enough as is, and she had to convert. Not not to say, I mean, maybe you need the bond of conversion. I don't want to like poo-poo that rule, but it just see it didn't sync completely correctly for me. I also remember leaving this film feeling a little more of like everybody wins. And this time I was like, Edward Norton did not. Like, he wins he wins true love with jesus i guess i mean yeah, he gets sort of so. more solidified and realizes that it's a struggle he gets a life lesson for mm-hmm. better or worse i guess so yeah. <laughs> and then it, it ends with the photo finish just like the picture little from- clips <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very cute it's, it's like a polaroid cute. nice yeah, yeah. nice credits it's yeah, the credits. credits. Like, yeah, the credits like an a whole other movie. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, is this more? Is there? Because my DVD that? thing wouldn't stop, so I'd watch a lot of the credits. <laughs> it's it's still it. going on a loop. Please, you know. it probably is. Aww. Now that you have that DVD player, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I, the world is my oyster. I um, I watched some of the um, the previews before this, which was oh. uh, High Fidelity and Cider, Cider House Rules. <laughs> oh, wow. Are you going to go? Yeah, again? I guess that's Smush those two movies together. You get Keeping the Faith. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Um, all right. So I, we asked a lot of questions, but are there any other questions uh, that we missed? I think I asked mine a lot. I had mine answered. Yeah. What's the German... <laughs> version of keeping the faith. oh it's um uh, shoot it it's a one second i'm all right well something's we'll... in the way discuss and i'll get it because i talked with with it with nora yeah. uh and i just didn't write it down it's a it's a famous like phrase so it's i guess gesundheit. Sort of, it's like gesundheit no it, it means the exact <laughs> same thing it's like uh oh. it's like faith is all but it it is for everything not just religion um mm, that makes oh, sense. okay but let me get it for real um get it for real well while you're doing that we can come back to it it's yeah. time for hummers, hummers bombers, and, and i think let's start with 
dumbers. Um, I have a dumber queued up and I've been dying to talk about it. It's very small, but dumb. It's, it's the moment when Jenna Elfman gets off the airplane um, and she's wearing sunglasses and then she oh, like, yeah, slow motion walk and she takes yeah. them off. And I'm like, why are you wearing sunglasses on an airplane? And um, maybe it's sunny. Maybe it's sunny. And they're always like, put the shade down and keep it cool. But like, also <laughs> you're in an airport. Like, I don't know. I think it's dumb. I think it was for dramatic effect, but I think it's dumb. I, I will retort on this because I wear uh, sunglasses in airports and on airplanes. I do it on airplanes so I can sleep because I always sleep on planes. And it just makes it easier to just oh. sleep and snore. And then airports, it's so sunny in there sometimes. It's just those huge <laughs> windows. You get full on mm-hmm. sun and you need it. So I, I'm going to say she may have been doing it for like effect, but some people do it for real. Is your mom a vampire? <laughs> she is no she's not all right um my dumber is i guess just generally like this line it's not this line it's what this line symbolizes which is like amen to your oi <laughs> where uh ben says oi and then um ed norton says like amen to your oi and it just seems to me like these two guys have fully defined themselves in this relationship by contrasting religion. Like, I feel like they would be insufferable to hang out around because <laughs> all they would do is like, yeah, get low to this. We're a rabbi and a priest. Like that's basically how we they know. interact with the world. Yeah. And even to, well, maybe I'll leave it for, but like, um, yeah. So just the, the lines like that, which I'm sure in 2000, I thought were very clever and like, they're clever, but I, they, I don't know. I, they did not hit, they did not land for me this time. Um, Cause I was, well, first of all, the uh, German title is Glauben ist alles, which is belief is everything or, mm. you know, um, which like I said, is just a very common phrase over there and we're on dumbers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine is going to be, so it's this whole thing of Jenna Elfman has this sort of crisis of am I working too much am I has I devoted too much to my work but she's only busy for a woman like (laughs) she's hanging out all the time she's having this relationship like if she was a man in this movie no one would bat an eye in fact I think like both the priest and the rabbi are just as busy as she is like she brings a cell phone to a dinner and then like has to excuse herself for like one call and that's this huge like yeah yeah. Oh, I've sacrificed my life. It's like, no, no, you haven't. So that's yeah. what I was like, ugh. Especially for these two men who like being these like neighborhood public figures are probably always working. Sure. Never you're always on. Working. Yeah. Totally. You're recognizable. And oh you're, my gosh. There's probably crises they're always dealing totally. with and deaths. Probably many more deaths than they even show. Oh I mean, my that's gosh. That's a big thing. Sick people. Yeah. And maybe she was working more when she was in San Francisco than here, but I don't know. I just yeah. sort of like, if you flip this, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all right. And now what about bummers? I have a really specific bummer. I won't talk anymore about how much it bums me out that Ed Norton can't be with another human <laughs> um, just in general. So I won't talk more about that, but there is this bummer, this specific, um, uh, I think it's in like the Met Garden with Anne Bancroft and Jenna Elfman where Ben Stiller is talking about like a terrible date he went on and he said that like 
he was eating dinner and somebody asked if uh like was eating it took a bite of pecan pie and her face blew up oh yeah like, and then said like she asked if there was nuts in that um which i think the point of that story is that like she was dumb she was dumb but the point of the story to me is like is she dead like yeah this, like oh, she the did. story yeah the story is like this person had a nut allergy which was like so intense um and so i don't know it was just like really bummed me out to think about that poor girl like yeah. the worst date of her life and the fact that that's what ben stiller extracted from it it's like hey i met a girl so dumb that she died on a date well, like, hard to date her hard to date her if <laughs> yeah. she did it was such a bummer also and whenever i think about this i get it flipped in my head but i'm pretty sure he he just says pecan pie and it's just wrong yeah. it's pecan pie pecan pie i say um, pecan pie pecan pie well then you pecan get pie. in line with ben stiller pecan <laughs> i will pecan pecan pie my bummer is i don't know it's a little weird but i just in that like first sex scene between ben stiller and jenny elf and there was like all these weird camera angles there was like one camera angle that was just like on her thigh for a very long time. And it just felt very weird to me. I was like, is this movie about this? Like, why are we seeing this suddenly? Like, why do we need to be having all these close-ups on her body parts now, mm, all of a sudden? Um, I know she's a sex object to them. It was not object, but like a sex, mm. a sex whatever, symbol, a sex symbol or something. But it just felt very strange to me. It was like, his hand on her and like mm. a lot of these like intense awkward close-ups so that kind of bummed me out in a weird way sex scenes are hard for first-time directors i guess um, you know what you do you just take you know a tiny man and you put him on top of a lady michael <laughs> oh douglas it and uh, call uh, it a day yes um my bummer i guess will be the date with fitness girl and just how it ends and it's yeah. she's being very pushy and it i don't know it became like cringy but also it also couldn't have been like flipped um but i don't know they just it it sort of didn't fit the movie i thought it was a little bit too out there and ham-handed i mean it had a good line where you know she falls down and she's like you good and then he jumps in the cab and goes but it's just like it was very almost like too aggressive and it started to get like, is this going to become some sort of like weekend of the, or like movie of the week sort of, mm. I don't know, mm -hmm. aggressor, murderous girlfriend movie. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It was weird. Um, and Hummers. I have, I have a, a, I have a baby ahead. Hummer. It's a baby Hummer. Um, speaking of weird, dumb jokes that don't land very well. I did <laughs> enjoy just this little moment when Brian was like sad and after he tried to kiss Jenna Elfman and he was like having this little crisis and he was like, I, it feels like he's the third wheel and he doesn't really fits in. And he said like, he felt like he was on Melrose priest. Hmm. <laughs> I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, oh, that I was like, Man. God, how late nineties, early two thousands <laughs> chef's kiss. Can you get, I enjoyed I it. I'm Melrose priest. Oh my yeah, gosh. I enjoyed it. Um, mine is going to be the character, uh, like, uh, behavior of, uh, the character T-Bone in this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. T-Bone. Listen, I think this movie wants us to think that T-Bone is over the top 
T-Bone is doing exactly he's what he needs to do. Yeah, he is good, good at his job. And what else do you want a security guard to do but to keep like crazy stalker ex-boyfriends yeah. out of your conference room? Right. Um, so I'm glad that that building has T-Bone there. I wish we all did <laughs> in front of our homes to keep no. crazed, crazed, regretful ex-boyfriends out. Yeah, yeah he is proficient and yeah. then also very yeah. good at sticking to the rules. Um, totally. Mine is going to be, and it's almost twofold, but it's, there's the scene where uh, Brian and Anna break up and then what is it? Anna leaves her own apartment and it's like, Oh yeah. It's her apartment or whatever. And it, that's the the joke, but there is a scene in like uh Wayne days, David Wayne's like little like webisode mm-hmm. show where he like, I think it's the one where he's like becomes a pickup artist and then he, he gets sad and he leaves his own apartment. And the, the girl is like, don't leave your own house, David. And just uh, <laughs> check out, watch Wayne days. And it, it is I, very good. I love that little snippet. And uh, yeah, it did it for me. Nice. Mm. Uh, should we talk about our outfits? Let's talk about our outfits. Um, well, Phil, I like your uh, very... 2000s Ben Stiller wig that what is it like do you diffuse that hair <laughs> however it is it is just perfectly spiked and everywhere um I think it looks great uh and then your shirt that has that picture speaking of great hair of Anne Bancroft that has a wonderful silver streak kind of mm-hmm. like done up and kind of like an archer you know Jessica Walters oh, archer yes. kind of style right and it just says can I ask you a question and then I see on the back it's her uh, just with one eyebrow up. Is my son a good kisser? Kisser, which I think is. <laughs> hey, is my son a good kisser? Uh, which I like. <laughs> uh, Bridget, um, I see you've, uh, it was Earth Day the other day, and I see you got a backpack from your planting event. Um, and it on it, it's stitched it. It says, um, we don't self-flagellate. We're Jewish and we plant trees, uh, which is a line from the movie. Um, <laughs> and so you must have planted trees at a synagogue um, and got a free backpack. Um, <laughs> yes. And um, and then your T-shirt is just from your many traveling, uh, uh, travels rather. And it is that, uh, you know, the Middle East is uh, really nice this time of year. <laughs> and on the back, it just says... Just not if you're Kurdish. Yes. That, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for noticing my outfit. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Thanks uh, for planting trees. Yeah. I, oh, I always love a free backpack too, mm-hmm. especially if I'm doing something good for the environment. Um, Katie, um, I like your yarmulke um, that you're wearing in honor of uh, the film. And it, it has, it says smooth in quotes and then underneath it says rob thomas says rob thomas on the yarmulke mm-hmm. and then uh your t-shirt has a bit of a priest collar on it it's a nice home yeah. and on it is a, a picture of mick jagger kid rock and mick jagger and uh above it it says two mix and a kid karaoke <gasps> i love it yes yeah. so i'm wearing it yeah and it's a good brand yeah oh 
Well, we know what we're wearing and it's time to talk about whether this is for real. Yes. Uh, and I picked it so I can go first. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I'm still not quite sure what I'm going to say. Mm. Um, uh, I think, okay. I think I'm going to go with my gut, which is that I do think this movie is for real. I, I think it drags in, in places. It's definitely not like, it's like Joel said, it's not really a rom-com. It's like, it's a little more serious than that. There's some like bigger things in here. And like, I'm hoping it's like shining a little light on religion in a way. I think that's kind of why I liked it as a non-religious person. I was, it was intrigued by kind of these like different views of looking at religion um, and like looking at somebody holistically, like rather than like expecting a priest, for example, to not have Mm -hmm. thoughts above sex or what what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's some moments in it that are certainly not for real. Um, but I do, I do often like ask people if they've seen this movie, it's it's always coming up on like kind of my, my feelings of a favorite movies, even though it's not super funny or super that I think I just enjoy it. So I'm going to stick with my, is my for real rating. Ooh. Yeah. Tiebreaker. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, gosh, um, I'm in a situation where I could like, no, it's not the goal of this podcast, but I'm like, could be persuaded, but I think I'll, I guess I'll just like stick with what I came in with, um, and to mix it up, I'm going to say it's not for real. And part of it is expectations, right? I really, really enjoyed this movie as a kid. Like if you had asked me in 2000, like some, like my top 10 movies, this definitely would have been in it. I think wow. like I just, yeah, I just thought yeah. it was like so different and like, it wasn't You'd just the a total whole lot of movies. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I'd seen nine movies. So it was yeah. my top 10. Um, no, like I, I thought it was like such a different kind of comedy. And I think I wasn't as familiar with Ben Stiller, but ultimately I really like Ben Stiller a lot. And I liked Edward Norton, although since I haven't seen him in a ton, probably. And I really like Jenna Elfman, like Darman Gregg. I love Bang Bancroft. Like the cast in this movie, as uh, Joel said in the beginning, is really great. Yeah. I think maybe what doesn't work for me is like it has it. It does drag a little bit. Like it's two hours and eight minutes. I wish it was like a 90. Um, and I think the just the religious contrast between the two of them is so hokey the whole time. Um, so it's an interesting premise, but it's just, it just felt like they just did the same joke over and over and over again. And one thing that I didn't really like, and it's interesting because I have a lot of several friends who like are clergy and mm-hmm. they don't like the way that Edward Norton walks around the street is like pretty like everything he says is like, oh yeah, they got to get to God to go through me. Like you have to go through me to get to God. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, man, like he just really, I don't think Edward Norton has developed as much of a character besides I'm a priest. Mm. That's what I am, which is kind of a bummer. Mm. Um, so yeah. Although I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, yeah. Like, in the category, it's, I don't think I like the category it is, or like, I'm not sure if it shines in its own category. So I'm going to say not for real, but I'm excited to hear what Phil says. Um, anyone who doesn't like this movie is a dumb. No. Um, 
Uh, no, I mean, I agree with you. It's it's a movie that's trying to do a few different things. It has sort of this religious study. It has some sort of like zany Ben Stiller, like when he's trying to get around T-Bone. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so it's got a few different things that it's going on. Um, I do think it's for real. Uh, mm-hmm, I enjoyed watching it. I did, uh, for full disclosure, break it into two two nights so it i think it didn't feel as long we'll watch um, five minutes a day over a fortnight <laughs> yep uh-huh. it's over <laughs> eight nights it was I'm, like hanukkah exactly. it's a web movie. series <laughs> um it gave me a, a really sort of religious joy throughout uh and i'm also not really religious so it's like there was a time early in the movie where it's like uh I don't, this isn't going well. It's like, I'm, mm. I'm not in a good headspace on religion right now, just with some things in the news and mm-hmm. maybe leaked Supreme court cases. Sure. Um, and so I was like, Oh, this is really headed in yeah. the wrong direction. And I thought it, it turned it around for me. And I, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed it. I, it sure. It had a couple stumbles here and there, but the cast is great. And so, yeah, I yeah. Get the good old it's for real. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, um, I did have smooth queued up uh, by Santana and Rob Thomas because I know you like it. So I will much. change my. Because it's just like inertion <laughs> under the moon. I'll just sing that part. Uh, but uh, this is the actual song that I think of when I when I think of this movie. I had this CD. I, I went out and bought this CD back in the day. Um, Did you like it? At the time, yeah. I mean, I was a big Billy Joel I fan. I mean, I had like The Stranger yeah. and trying to think I had one other like tape for him, which is like a lot more respectable in hindsight than like this. There was something about this song though in particular and like Only the Good Die Young that like resonated with me a lot as a kid. I don't know why. I think, again, mm. the Catholic thing, I think the it's fact that Cat- I had all these yeah. like... I had all this family from New Jersey and I just kind of felt like whenever we visited them, I was in this like Italian, like Catholic pizza eating cult. And I was like, (laughs) Billy Joel gets me. Yeah. Yeah. We're the same. Like early Billy Joel. It's great. It's great. But just, yeah. In hindsight, that CD just isn't as, isn't as great. It's not as for real for you. No, it's not. Not. Oh, I know. But he's a piano man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thanks, Joel M, for that. Yeah, yeah that was great. fun intro. It was nice to hear your voice and everybody who listened to Silver Linings Playback and the Hobo Trash Can. Yep. Check, check out the pods. Out. Yeah, check them out. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> see ya <laughs> next time. <laughs> what do I say? What do I say? Wait. Until next time. Until yeah. next time. <laughs> see <Toodaloo>. ya. <laughs> We're just mashing them all together. <laughs>